I'm Nicola O'Hara, and I made the leap from a successful corporate career as a leader in learning, development, and recruitment to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Every week, we'll bring you step-by-step strategies, essential knowledge and tools, and share inspirational stories and practical tips so you are ready to take your leap to a career and life you love. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Powering Your Passion podcast. I hope you're all feeling really good today. I want you to imagine this scenario. You lie awake at night, desperately trying to think of a way of escaping your current job without losing the safety and stability you've built up. You wake up in the morning and have that gut-wrenching feeling that it's a work day and you have to get up and put in another day's work in something that you hate. You add an extra loop around the block on your daily commute because you're not quite ready to get to the office yet and to face the day. And you constantly fantasise about the day you'll hand in your notice and walk out of that office for the last time. You clock watch, wondering how it's possible the day could feel so long when you're actually so busy. Any of this sound familiar? Loathing your job is no fun and a total energy drain. It can be so demoralising to know that although you have loads of plans and ideas of what you can do instead of the job that is sucking the life out of you, there is no way right now you can even think about leaving to pursue your passion into a new business or to work freelance. Now, I always say there is never really a perfect time to escape the rat race and start your own business. There will always be challenges to overcome and it's not going to be an easy ride every time. And I encourage you not to use potential difficulties as roadblocks, as I really believe that nine times out of ten, you don't need to wait to make your entrepreneurial dreams happen, or at the very least, get started on those plans. But sometimes, it really is impossible to be able to pursue your dream business and become your own boss right now. There are real, genuine reasons like illness, your own or others around you, or because you have young children and you need to be 100% there for them, which means not being able to give the time to a side hustle or planning towards leaving your day job. Also, the stability of your salary is important to make sure you can give them all they need. Another reason could be that you're caring for elderly parents and can't risk their care, and because you're looking after them outside of work, you just don't have the time to think about creating a business, no matter how much you want to. Now, I'm not saying that having young children or caring for others makes it impossible to start a business and become your own boss. I know many people who have managed just that. But it does make it harder, and the risk is greater because you have other people to think about, not just yourself. So I get it that in some cases, you need to put your one-day dreams on a shelf for a while as you look after those you love. Even if it means you have to stay in a job that you've completely lost your mojo for and that you dread going into work every day. So you can't make a move for, say, two, three, or even five years. But it does not mean that you can't try and make things easier for yourself. And you can do that in three ways. First, you work on your mindset, how you'll be able to approach your situation on a mental level. Then think about ways you can make your current job more palatable and less stressful for you to work in. And finally, by keeping the dream of your ideal business alive, So it's there for you when you are able to make a move in the future. 
Now, your mindset is 100% the most important thing during this time. You may feel stuck, frustrated and resentful to be forced to stay to working in something you don't enjoy. You may feel that life is conspiring against you and that everyone else seems to be able to pursue their passion, but you have to put yourself last. But remember, those thoughts are useless and will only make you feel worse and do nothing to help your situation. Yes, at this moment in time, you're not free to do what you want to do, but that won't last forever. You will be able to pursue your passion in the future, so keep that firmly in your mind. But at the same time, you don't want to wish your life away either. It might be a few years until you can start working towards your own goals, and you don't want to be living a half-life as you wait it out in your job. After all, you spend upwards of half your waking hours at work. If you can't stand what you do, it's going to be really hard to feel good about life. This is where how you approach it mentally is so important. You must make your life the best it can be, even without being able to do what you love each day and not being able to call the shots. You may not have freedom of action, but you do have freedom of thought, and no one can take that from you. A major way you can make life better for yourself is to think your way into a more positive frame of mind. Your mind is so powerful, it's possible to convince it that you're happy and that things are not as bad as they seem. Years ago, um, I organised a motivational talk by Deborah Searle at a bank I was working at. Now, she famously single-handedly rode across the Atlantic when her husband, who had been supposed to partner her, dropped out of the race because he'd lost sight. once he lost sight of land, he suffered a severe phobia, which was a fear of open water, something they just couldn't know in advance because they didn't do any training in the open water. It was, actually, I think they, they trained on the Thames in London. She had to make the choice to continue alone or to give up. So she decided to continue alone. But as you can imagine, rowing alone is so much harder than with a partner. And it was, wasn't what she signed up for. So each day was a battle, not just physically, but mentally. And when you're alone in the middle of the ocean, you have no one to talk you out of your black moods, no one to have a laugh with, and the whole process becomes so much harder. When you're rowing alone, you have to motivate yourself to face the challenges because if you don't, then you might as well not even try. Now, she wasn't a trained rower. Her husband was the rower. She was just someone who who trained along with him and then decided to do the, the row with him and certainly hadn't trained to row alone and all the physical and mental challenges that that brings. And she wasn't expecting any of it when she set out on race day. So how did she motivate herself? Well, each morning before she started rowing for the day, she'd look out at a logo that was in front of her on the boat on which she'd written, choose your attitude and gave herself a talking to. She basically told herself to choose her attitude for the day, something her sister had told her to do when she was almost run down by a tanker. It had to be a positive attitude like optimism. So she was going to be optimistic about the day. But it was how she could control something in an environment in which she had no control. She was in control of her mind. Then after she sort of spoken to herself and decided what mindset she was going to have, then she listed all the things she had to be optimistic about, like how she might row more miles that that day than any other day, or she might see some incredible marine life or have some other fantastic experience. And by the end of the breakfast, she would feel so much more optimistic about that day. She then went on to say that even now she does the same thing, but she uses other triggers like the beep when she locks her car, so the, the car key, or when she walks from her house to the car in the morning, she will choose her attitude in that moment. 
She found it essential to get through her day, to keep rowing for another two hours. It took her three months to complete the journey when it was supposed to be six weeks, so she is someone who knows what it's like to keep going, doing something that's not enjoyable and was in fact downright painful, and still keep the motivation and grit to keep going to the end, even when the end wasn't in sight. So she knows what she's talking about. And although you're not going to be sailing across the Atlantic in your job, or I don't think you will be, you may be feeling that you have no control over your life, that you're stuck in a job you hate because you have responsibilities and you can't change the circumstances you're in now. When you feel you have no freedom of choice in your life, you can decide how you will approach it. You can decide on what attitudes you will have towards it. You can decide to think that this is just a moment in time. It won't last forever. It's temporary. You will be able to move on eventually, and there are far worse situations that you could be in. You can decide whether you are negative or towards your job or positive towards it. After all, just having a job is positive. Many people will do anything to be in your position, so it's not all that bad. It's a means to an end. It pays your bills and will allow you to live and support your family and yourself until a time when you can move on to do what you want more. Your attitude towards your circumstances is all important. So like Deborah Searle says, choose your attitude and you will find it far easier to get through the days, weeks and months ahead. Now, as well as your mindset, it's important to put yourself in the best position possible in your current job. Ideally, if you don't like the company you work for, you should look at moving to a new role at another company. Now, this isn't change, changing a career like you want to, so you'll be still doing the same or a similar job. But a lot of the things that frustrate you could be solved by moving to a new company. This is the number one way you can make your working life better. Sometimes other companies will give you the freedom or autonomy that you've been dreaming of as your own boss, and you might end up deciding you don't want to have your own business after all. At the very least, it can bring about a change that will sustain you for a while and give you a fresh start. You may even be able to get an increase in level and salary. Yes, you are in the same type of job and you may not be working in something you love yet, but it can give you a better deal than you have now. Of course, sometimes even changing companies is an option because of the job market, or maybe your job is quite specialised and roles rarely come up elsewhere. Or perhaps you know that wherever you go, you're still not going to enjoy your job So it's better staying where you are and where you have a reputation and don't need to start over. This is actually how I felt. When I went for interviews for other companies to see if there was a better role for me while I built my business on the side. But I just saw more of the same with those other companies. Nothing was going to change. Same issues, the same frustrations, the same dramas. So I decided to stay where I was. As it wasn't the company or the role really that was a problem for me. It was the industry and working as an employee. So if you decide to stay where you are and not go for a new job or work towards your new business just yet, then you need to make your peace with that and find ways to make your current situation work for you. You can't be complaining about it when you have made the decision to stick with it. Similarly, keep your I hate my job thoughts to yourself or at the very least just with your family. If you constantly talk about how much you hate what you do, not only will it affect your own moods, it will become difficult for those around you. They'll start to avoid you as they know that all they're going to get from you is more doom and gloom and moaning. We've all had those friends that you dread meeting because you know they're going to go on and on about how much they hate their job or their boyfriend or how much their life sucks and how lucky other people are. If you genuinely can't change your career right now, then there has to be a level of acceptance that you need to have about your life. You can say to your friends you're not in the job you want to be in just yet, but you are making the best of it and have plans for the future 
and tell them all about those plans. They will most likely be really impressed at your resilience and how positive you're being about the future. Of course, it's not good to bottle up feelings either. So when you want to let the difficult thoughts out, write them down. Or if you don't feel like writing, make a voice note. You've all heard me talk about how journaling has been a game changer for me. And I always can tell when I've missed journaling for a while because my mood usually will get darker. Journaling is a is a great way to enable you to let all your gremlins out. You can let out all the frustration, anger and feelings of unfairness of life onto the pages. Once you've let it all out, something magic happens. You you start counselling yourself. You start actually counteracting, countermanding what you've actually been saying. You start to see ways to help your situation and you'll likely feel much better to have vented. All without actually having to share it with other people. If you really can't get rid of those feelings alone, then speak to a coach or a mentor who can help you work through your feelings constructively. If you do use friends as a sounding board, then make sure to talk through your solutions rather than just dumping your stress and frustration on them and saying that there's nothing you can do. That's not good for you, your mental health or the person you're talking to. So if you're staying in the job for a while, until you're free to pursue your passion and be your own boss, it's up to you to make it work. Yes, you may be frustrated by some aspects of it, but there's always some things you can do to brighten your day. You can create little habits and rituals that will break things up, like always meeting a colleague for coffee in the kitchen at a particular time or for a Zoom call at a particular time, or every afternoon taking a walk around the office floor and stopping to chat to a few people. It doesn't have to be for long, like you're slacking off, but it will give you a break and something to look forward to in your day. Maybe you love exercise, so you can schedule a run or gym sessions at lunchtime. Whatever it is that's going to make your day better. If you have a huge workload, then think about how you can delegate to other junior team members. Often they want to learn and taking on extra tasks is seen as a progression for them. If you've been working long hours, maybe think about reducing them in some way. This could be official, like asking your manager in HR if you can apply for part-time working, or it could just be deciding you'll start to finish 30 minutes earlier than usual. Let's face it, most people work longer than their contractual hours. So if you fall into the habit of working long hours, look at cutting them back, even if only for a couple of days a week. If you you like your colleagues and are a people person, you could get involved in employee activities like the sports and social club, or if you don't have one, then arranging fun activities for employees in the office like lunchtime games or after work drinks. You could take on interesting projects outside of your main remit of your job to add some interest to your day. You get the idea. See if there's anything in your job that you can make it more interesting and make it more bearable. Think of those simple pleasures that will keep things interesting and make you happy to get up in the morning. Now, another great way to help you feel more positive about staying in a job you're no longer passionate about is to have a plan. Even if the plan will not come to fruition for quite a while, just knowing that you have mapped something out and that you have a way out and that you have goals beyond what you're currently doing can make it so much easier to get through the day. This is something that really helped me. As I probably mentioned before, I didn't hate my job. There was a lot I loved about it, but it was really the corporate environment that stifled me and I didn't enjoy. But I was so much happier in my work when I didn't see it as the be-all and end-all. Once I decided what I wanted to do next and I started to work towards it, all the frustrations I had with my job seemed to melt away. I no longer cared as much about it. It wasn't central to my life. I didn't care about the office politics. I wasn't bothered about being promoted or influencing others and 
all the things that go with that. I didn't mind if I was asked to do projects I didn't particularly enjoy, or when my ideas were shot down, I just let it wash over me. My job was no longer central to my life. It was a means to an end. It pays the bills while I worked towards what I really wanted to do. And this lasted a couple of years for me until I was ready to make my leap. But it's, it sustained me during that time. So even if it's longer period of time for you, by setting your mind not to care so much, you can really let those annoyances go. So create a high-level plan on how you will create your business or how you're going to go freelance. You may not be able to work towards it yet, but knowing what you plan to do and having an approximate timeline will reassure you that your current situation is temporary. A part of that plan can be getting yourself to a situation where it's no longer such a risk to become your own boss. And that usually means that you're financially set up to take the chance. So saving is really important. Even if it's only a little bit each month, just the action of saving for something shows to yourself and others that you've not given up on it. Many bank accounts now allow you to create money pots to work towards goals. So create a pot to call it my future business or plan B or my dream or something like that and start regularly contributing to it. And if your bank account doesn't let you do that, then create a separate savings account just for your passion project and set up a direct debit to add to it each month. Now, I usually advise starting out a new business as a side hustle so you can get comfortable that it's a valid business before you leave your job. But sometimes that's not possible if the company you work for has rules about a second form of income, or sometimes you just don't have the time to focus on a business as well as a day job and other responsibilities. Now, if that's the case, then explore explore your business idea as a hobby. When you do have some free time, enjoy it without the expectation it will become something more. You can also use this time to get really clear on your passion, to study and learn and more about the business you want to eventually set up. Think of the time you've been working in a job you don't enjoy as a gift because you don't need to worry about the job being your future. You just have to do it and do it well, but not invest any of your heart and soul in it, which allows you then to put all your love and dreams and wishes into your hobby so that by the time you're ready to turn it into a business, it's fully formed and ready to be unleashed on the world. Finally, focus on your health and well-being. Working in a job you don't enjoy or in an environment that frustrates you can be really draining. Believe me, I know it. So you need to really focus on your physical and mental health. What you put into your body, how much sleep you have, how much exercise you have, all the things you can can control. All these things you can control. So use this time to get them all on track. At the very least, you can make this period of time you look really look after yourself. And who knows, you might find a sport or activity that you really enjoy and can become an expert at. The bottom line is, when you're stuck in a job you no longer enjoy but can't quit, make your life bearable while not giving up on your one-day dream. Choose to have a positive attitude each day. Think about all the things that are good in your life outside of your job and focus on them. Your job is just a means to an end and does not need to sustain you. Move to a new company if you can, If that's not possible, make the job you have more bearable by creating habits and rituals that break up the day and make it more fun. Don't give up on your dream business and make a high-level plan for when you'll be able to work on it, even if it's a few years off. Start saving and explore your passion so you know exactly how you'll turn it into a business. Keep fit and healthy and your energy levels high. Use the time to create good habits and focus on things outside of work. And before long, you'll have navigated this period of your life you'll be able to move on to the next stage where you can work in what you love 
and have the freedom to be your own boss. I promise you, it's not as far away as you think. That's it for this episode. If this is your first time listening in, welcome. I'm really pleased to have you here and I hope you'll continue to listen. And if you've been here for a while, thanks for sticking with me and I hope you are working towards making your business leap. If you missed anything or want to read the key points, take a look at my show notes. The link is in the show description. And remember, you deserve to live your passion, so go for it. This is your time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, follow or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google or Stitcher, or go to my website, nicolohara.com forward slash podcast.